Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. Hey, everybody. Today for this webinar, we're going to be doing a hands-on look at how to book over 1,000 plus meetings per month. I've worked on a number of different campaigns at Twiz and then also just ourselves internally, and we're capable of booking that many meetings for our clients and for ourselves. And so I wanted to break down how we do it. And then I also wanted to start by jumping into a workshop worksheet that I have that you guys can follow along with on this call. If you're watching this after the fact, then you can also use the, the worksheet and you can ask me questions because this is going to be on YouTube. It's going to be wherever you listen to or, or get your videos. And then we can, we can always answer questions together. If you're in here, then what we're going to do is we're going to have a little bit of a hands-on approach. So um, if you guys have questions directly, feel free to ask in the chat or just jump right in because it is a workshop. So it's going to be very hands-on and um, you know uh, uh, we're going to work very deeply together on what we're going to do today. So first off, I just wanted to ask for the few people who showed up at the very beginning here, Miles and Justin, do you guys have any questions about uh, lead gen just to kick things off? Otherwise, I'm going to jump right in to uh, the workshop and the training. Feel free. I'll give you a second to ask if you have any. Nope. Okay. Well, I feel free to ask at any point in time and we will uh, jump in. I want to make sure this is as useful as possible for you guys. So First and foremost, let me pull up our lead script uh, and also our workshop sheet. And then you guys can make a copy of this uh, for yourselves. So let me grab that really quick. And then at any point in time, I recommend you guys, if you want to add yourselves to our five-step training sequence, we have a training sequence that you guys can use at any point uh, for basically teaching you how to do all this stuff. It's free. And all you need to do, let me share my screen and show you. All I need to do is go into this document and click here to submit, and it will add you to our five-day sequence, right? So feel free to do that, um, and then you'll be added to our sequence. It's inside the document here. And then first and foremost, the first thing that we try to do is identify our customer demographic. So a lot of times people that I work with within our business, they don't really have a clear focus on who their target market is. And so what I try to tell them is that the demographic they're targeting should be the clearest and most distinct arbitrage opportunity, meaning that you should not focus on a demographic that you don't think you can absolutely dominate. Now, there's two different types of niches that I try to tell people about. There's customer niche and there's service niche, right? A lot of people think you just need a customer niche and that's it, but I actually go a little bit step further. You also need a service niche. So if you're a service provider and let's say you do accounting and your specialty is, is bookkeeping and uh, you focus on a very specific type of that, that you think you can absolutely dominate, let's say for lawyers, right? That's your niche. It can sometimes be that you can dominate a service niche. So for instance, with us, I feel like we're pretty proficient in lead gen. So I have no problem being broad on lead gen and working with multiple niches and demographics, right? That's not a problem for me. And the easiest way to determine if you're targeting the right niche is to basically go into Google, 
and it's the most powerful search engine on the planet. So you'll be able to find all sorts of research in here and type in exactly what it is that you think you do for exactly who you think you do it. So for example, um, let's say that my agency does LinkedIn lead generation for software companies. I'm gonna look up LinkedIn lead generation for software companies. And now I can see who is actually advertising on here. I'm very familiar with the competition. There's science, there's demand science, there's all these different businesses. And the thing is what I look at when I try to determine who to target, who my customer demographic is going to be. I look at what they're doing. I go, I click on their website and I essentially see, is this company a company that we can absolutely outbeat in what we do? So like, for instance, could we do more than what they're saying they can do? Right. And if we don't feel like we can do more than what they're doing by a large degree, then I'll continue trying to niche down. So it could be instead of LinkedIn lead generation, it could be list scraping for software companies. It could be pipeline management for software companies. It could be even more specific than software companies. It could be LinkedIn lead generation for IOT companies, right? It could be something very, very, very specific, right? And you want to keep going down, 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 down until you find the right kind of niche and the right kind of demographic. And again, I want to be very clear. The profit is in the arbitrage opportunity, right? Don't pick a random demographic that has no opportunity for arbitrage, meaning you can't actually make a profit margin and sustain that profit margin over the next 10 years. You need to have something that you pick, that you focus on, that's extremely good. So once you've figured out what that is, then what you want to do is you want to put in your locations that you want to target. So for example, it could be you know, Dallas, uh, it could be all of the United States. It could be as big or small as you want, but you need to have at least four that you focus on. And I want to be very, very, very specific here in the fact that uh, it, that you really need to focus on picking the right list. It's critical. Uh, when we uh, got to our first million dollars in sales, I'm going to be honest, I kind of just uh, scattershot uh, the entire process of getting leads. I just went out there and I just uh, sent messages to people and I was hoping that they'd stick and it was very difficult. But what I ended up doing was spending a lot more time on gathering lists. And you can do this now on a lot of different places. You can go to Apollo.com and get lists. Uh, we have our own leads database. You could always hit us up about. It's actually inside here as well. So if you want to uh, get leads, just click this document and you can grab some. But if you want to, you can go to Apollo. Uh, actually, this is the Ron Apollo. Look at Apollo database. And this is the example. Uh, they have pretty competitive pricing. I'm not an affiliate of Apollo. I just use them as well. But if you want to get like better prices, you sometimes have to go directly to smaller databases. And the way you can find this is you can go type in like lead databases and just kind of comb through the first page. You're always going to come into people like Zoom Info that are very expensive, but you'll start to find smaller uh, databases um, that you may not have ever heard of. And those usually try to compete on price because at a certain point, there's not really much you can compete with with the database. So you kind of have to compete on pricing. So sometimes they're actually really competitively priced. This one, I would not say is competitively priced, but if you kind of go down further and further on the first page of Google, you can find databases that are more and more competitive in terms of pricing. So I typically like to do that, but you'll start to see some of the big dogs like Seamless, Sales Intel, Zoom Info. Those are the ones that have reached market saturation and they're not gonna be giving you a lot of discounts. So you're not gonna find the deals there. But it's really important to have a really solid list that's really cost effective. And if you can find that by going direct to people, all the more power to you. So I spend a lot of time identifying the customer demographic first before I send anything out. 
And again, the industries comes back to the profit margins. Again, that's all that matters there is can you dominate a niche? Because it's very difficult for most businesses to just jump into any broad category and win. Like it's very difficult. If any of you guys do lead gen, let's say, it's gonna be very difficult for you to just jump into lead gen and win. It's very hard, it's very competitive. So the reason people niche down is because they wanna have a 10X advantage in a very specific category. That's the reason they niche down. So you should only niche down to the degree that you can maintain and establish an advantage for a profit uh, generation in a specific area. That's the only reason you niche down onto an industry. Um, in terms of employee size, typically the smaller the better. Um, those typically get better responses. But if you have a really good lead magnet, meaning that you're actually getting people to say yes more often than not because you're sending really compelling and catchy emails, then you're going to get way more people opting in. And I recommend that you try something like that. And then the last thing would be the keywords that are present in the LinkedIn bios of the people that you're targeting. And so this is something that a lot of people, you know, sort of sleep on is they don't look at the full package. So like, let's say I just talked to somebody today, his pretty cool guy, Brian, he, um, some of the things that are in his bio are founder, right? Um, specialized consultant. So it's not just about looking at the title. It's about looking at their biography here too. Seeing what other things like professionals is very important. So I'm, I'm targeting people who are professionals. I'm not targeting, let's say e-commerce stores. It's professionals, consultants, skills. These are the kinds of words that you would find in their bios, which helps make it even easier to target the right kind of people. And so that's step one. I'm going to move on to step two. But if you're following along, again, make sure to grab the link that's inside here and use it to make a copy of the document so you can start reaching out to people. So now that you've established a profit demographic and a niche that you can absolutely crush it with, then I'm gonna talk about how you can get way more people to say yes to your messages. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And the reason why they struggle with it is because most businesses are average. This is something I wanna make very, very clear to you guys. And it's something that really tripped me up as I grew and as I scale. So once we hit like $2 million in revenue, we started to hit market saturation. And what we started to do in order to combat that was we started to think through, okay, what can we do that's completely different than everybody else? And what you're probably doing, what most people on this call are doing and most people in my newsletter are doing is they are, <laughs> they are not doing anything that would establish them as different from anyone else. They're sending the same messages as everyone else and they're getting no's. And you might be stuck in what I call the traditional trap, meaning that you're probably a service business. That's what most companies that work with us are. They're mostly service businesses. And you might be thinking like, okay, I saw, I heard about this company that did photography and uh, I want to become a photographer, a commercial photographer. And um, I'm just going to copy their business model. I'm going to copy their messages. I'm going to copy their brand. I'm going to copy all this stuff. What ends up happening is there's nothing unique about the messages you're sending out to people because you're just copying them. You're copying every other person. And, and most likely your message is something like, Hey, John, um, I wanted to reach out because I think you'd be really interested in our service. Do you have 15 minutes to chat? That's like the most common message that people send. And why does that suck? Well, because everyone's heard it before. It's the same message that everyone has heard since the beginning of time, right? So you need to have something completely different in order to win nowadays. And so what I try to do is I, I used to tell people that you need a, a, a really strong lead magnet. And I'd say a lead magnet is going to get more people to say yes to your messages. But I started to realize that lead magnets aren't really strong enough because when I tell someone to do a lead magnet and their messaging, they just end up putting um, like a, Hey, do you want to get this free PDF or something, which is not a lead magnet in the way I'm trying to describe it because 
that's a saturated offer, meaning a lot of people have been given the offer to get a, a PDF over and over and over again. What I'm recommending is that you do what's called and what we're trying to pioneer, which is try before you buy services marketing, right? So think about it. You have, you know, whenever you go to buy a house or buy a car or buy anything expensive, what do you typically get to do? You get to test it out, right? And if it's a car, you might be dropping anywhere from 20 to 100 Gs on it, which is, by the way, how much people typically spend on your services for the most part, if you're a service professional. How come they can test drive that car and they can't test drive your services? Most businesses don't offer something to test drive, which means that you're putting your customers at a lot of risk and your prospects are just tuning you out because there's absolutely no interest on their end to talk to you if you're just going to sell them and give them nothing of value on the front end. So what I'm talking about here is increasing by a factor of three to five X, the amount of yeses that you get from cold messages, right? And so I have this script framework here that you guys can use, and it's very simple. There's five different components to it. Identification, work product, which is the try before you buy, value exchange, fear of missing out, and niche demo. And this is basically what it looks like. You can send this via email, it works every single time. Did some research on company name. Hey, John, I heard about you online and I noticed that your email campaigns were suboptimal. So I'm in the process of finalizing three new emails that you can use for your brand. I'm making this custom for you and it takes me a few hours. Should I send them to you or someone else? They are free, by the way, and 10 other health and wellness brands have already taken me up on it. Best, Lucas. So do you see how this is different than other types of email campaigns you might get? Ask yourself, how often have you ever gotten somebody saying, I will give you something for free to take a meeting with me? Just in your email inbox versus the amount of times you've probably gotten spam from people just saying, hey, uh, my name is John. Uh, I would love to have you hop on a free consultation call with me. And this does not matter what kind of business you offer. Most service businesses fall into the same trap. It's the traditional trap, right? You need something unique. So what I recommend you do is you test five different work products, things you can offer for free. Because if you want to figure out the equation to how much value you have to give on every sales call, it's very simple. Just take the average LTV, meaning how much a customer pays you over their lifetime. So let's say it's 50 Gs, $50,000. Multiply that by 10%, so $5,000. And divide that number by what is typically the average closing rate for most service businesses, which is about 20%. So about a grand. You need to deliver $1,000 worth of value on that free call in order to compete with the market and stay unique enough to give enough value for people in order to get them to convert to your offer at a higher rate, right? And also to convince them to want to hop on a call with you. So you can replace these things with, I noticed you're hiring currently. Could be like looking up on LinkedIn. Hey, I noticed you're hiring. Um, so I'm in the process of actually shortlisting a few candidates from our candidate pool that we think you could use for your brand, right? Isn't that a little bit more valuable than just saying, hey, I'm a recruiter, book a meeting with me. I wanna sell you for 15 to 30 minutes on how great I am, right? So this single-handedly is gonna be the biggest shift in your business possible if you can do something like this and make it happen, right? So I recommend wholeheartedly, you have to have some kind of work product that really kills it for your brand, right? And then the other thing is um, this FOMO and, and niche demo. This is really important too, because what I try to tell people to invest in is exponentially growing offers, right? So imagine you have a sales call with someone. That sales call is not growing at all in terms of value because every single time, year in, year out, the same offer, meaning the free consultation is just as valuable as the last one. There's nothing growing in value about it. Sure, you might, your business might be getting bigger and all that stuff, but there's nothing that the prospect identifies as more value in that consultation, right? 
And typically a consultation is just code for, hey, I'm gonna sell you for 30 minutes, right? That's basically what it's code for. And people don't wanna to go to meetings like that. And so what you can do is instead you can say, hey, okay, I wanna have something increasing. So if I give somebody this free work product and they take me up on it, then I can keep adding to this number. So instead of like 10 health and wellness brands, if I do this for hundred more health and wellness brands, now I've done it for 110 health and wellness brands. If I'm a prospect, what sounds more interesting? Getting something that 110 other health and wellness brands have taken me up on or something that you know nobody's taken you up on. Plus, if you have a very specific demographic here, then you're gonna get more people saying yes because it's a very specific demographic that provokes their interest, right? So really at the end of the day, all you're trying to do is get people to say yes to this more often, right? That's it. And then moving on to LinkedIn, it's very simple. With LinkedIn, you can send connection requests to people. And in order to not have any issues with LinkedIn and just to be really clean and squeaky clean with LinkedIn, you wanna have something that's a really good offer so people don't perceive it as spam, right? So if you're giving someone something, they're gonna be way more likely to say yes, right? You might get some people say, hey, don't talk to me, but it's gonna be way less than the amount of people who would say, don't talk to me uh, if you're just spamming them, right? So if you're giving them something of value, they're more likely to say yes. And let me give you an example. So what I did with LinkedIn to grow to my first million dollars in revenue was I would send out these video analyses. I would say, hey, I made a five minute video breaking down your brand and how it compares to your competition. I got a lot of people saying yes. And this was a fluke thing. No one ever told me to do this. I just had, I was just tired of sending the same message out and getting a bunch of people say no. So I was like, what if I just did a free thing for them? I'd probably get a lot more people saying yes. And then magically it worked. And every time we tried to get rid of it, we always ran into the same problem where it was never as effective as when we gave something away for free, right? And so you have to lead with this because remember, these are people who don't know anything about you. One thing I want you guys to think about before we move on to the next section is your email inbox is a social media feed, right? Think about that. Your email inbox is a social media feed. What I mean by that? I mean that you have to interrupt their behavior the same way you would on social with a social media post. Because you have all these people competing for their attention inside their email inbox, inside their LinkedIn inbox. And that is a feed of information and you have to be the one that stands out. You have to be so good with your offer that you have to stand out. Now, what do people typically ignore immediately? Anything that sounds like a sales pitch. And the reason why you, year in and year out, think that you're doing okay is because you're getting one person out of 100 to say yes. When in reality, if you're doing it correctly, you should be getting 10 out of 100 to say yes, right? It's a 10 times difference. So wouldn't you wanna have a 10X increase in what you're doing in your productivity rather than a 1X increase? I mean, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. So I recommend taking this model, taking this approach. Now, as we go into this next section, which is about podcasts, I wanna be very clear that I'm riffing off of the same concept of a lead magnet and or this whole idea of try before you buy marketing. And what I mean is that I did an interview, which you guys can check out on my How to Scale an Agency podcast with a company called Scorpion SEO. They actually just raised $150 million in revenue, or no, sorry, they do $150 million in revenue. They just raised $100 million Series A. And um, what I learned from them is the way that they got their big customers and how they grew from 20 million to $150 million a year in less than six years, uh, bootstrap, by the way, was because they had did two things. One, they did podcasts. That's how they'd get their big clients. They'd invite them on a show and then they'd close them afterwards. The second thing they would do is they would send cookies to uh, their prospects, like really good cookies. And this is before they even knew them at all. They'd send these cookies out and people would love the cookies and then they love them so much they'd tell their friends about it and then they'd go in and try to sell them because they did something different. They did something unique, right? And so if you're trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, you're not gonna get success. The reason podcasts work so much right now and have for the last, I'd say four or five years is because 
just like when you find a really good investment opportunity that nobody's heard about again yet and you you pursue that opportunity before everyone's heard about it the same thing is happening right now with podcasts people are not getting invited to podcasts as often as they should be which means it's a perfect opportunity opportunity for you to flatter someone by inviting them to your podcast also podcasts work really well because it's very difficult to know if somebody who just started a new podcast has a lot of listeners, right? Because there might be tools for it. But for example, if you go on Facebook, it's super easy for me to know if someone has a huge Facebook following. All I have to do is just go on Facebook, see how many followers they have. But if you're a podcast, it's pretty difficult. I guess you could look at ratings, but people don't really care about that very much. So you could start a podcast today and get a bunch of people on it without them saying no. And you can cut past receptionists. You can cut past the salespeople. You can go right to the CEOs because the CEOs want to be on the shows or the head of marketing. They want to be on the shows. They want to get free exposure, right? So if you're doing it the traditional way, you're just going to get a bunch of no's from receptionists. But if you're doing it this way, you're going to get a lot more people saying yes to be on the show. So it's a workaround. So the idea is that you invite them on your show and it's called a sales cast. You do a normal podcast interview. Everything is the exact same as you normally would with the podcast. And then what you do is at the end of the calendar invite or at the end of the interview, if you didn't get a chance to send them the calendar invite, you just say, hey, great call. I'm curious, do you have 15 minutes to hear about how we do X, Y, or Z? Trust me, if they know, like, or trust you at that point, they're gonna be very likely to say yes. And all you have to do is say, okay, if I'm getting one in a hundred people to say yes to my random pitches, if I can get five out of a hundred or 10 out of a hundred to say yes to this after taking a meeting with me, then I'm beating the odds, right? I'm beating the statistics by a factor of five to 10. Hi, this is Lucas James. Are you struggling to get meetings booked with potential prospects for your agency? I'll tell you what, when I first started, I had the same issue, but I was able to A-B test hundreds of different variations of copy on multiple channels and figured out a secret formula to convert anyone from anywhere into taking a meeting with me. I've mastered this approach and now my agency, Twiz, books meetings on autopilot. Last year, we booked 1,731 meetings, closed 234 accounts, and generated $1.72 million in revenue. I want the same thing for your agency, so I've decided to give away some of my best performing outbound copy scripts for free. That's right, absolutely free. If you want to transform your business for free, go to scale.twiz.io to get your free lead scripts today. That's scale.twiz.io scale s c a l e dot twiz dot io now back to the show here's an example of my podcast growth so this month and last month we're up to like 3300 listens a month podcast is growing very fast and the really cool thing is about a thousand hours right now of listen time which is pretty crazy a month so i have a thousand hours of people binging my content every single month and you can see you get pretty big people on the show, like this is MicroAcquire's CEO, Andrew Gostecki. He agreed to be on my show, has 170,000 followers. Why was it easy? Because I said that, hey, I have an audience that's in your niche, would love to have you in the show, it's free. Let me know if you're interested, right? And he said, yes, right? So pretty cool. And so if you're looking to start something like this, I recommend using this call script that I have in here, also using the email example, which I have here for you as well. And just reaching out to people, trying to get them on the pod with you. Right. This is something I think every single service business, e-commerce business, SaaS business should have. You need to have a podcast. It is so, 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 so critical. Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels even said that uh, every single person needs a podcast. You can go read Traffic Secrets where he talks about how he had a podcast to launch ClickFunnels. So it's very, very, very important. Right. The last thing I'm going to go through here in terms of like setting up your LinkedIn email podcast and stuff like that is if you don't have LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you can get a free track. So everything that I'm going through in this worksheet, you can actually get for free using their free trials. You don't need to pay anything. It's that easy, right? 
So um, go here, get the free trial from LinkedIn. Also, if you haven't optimized your profile yet on LinkedIn, I recommend you follow these steps. So if you look at my LinkedIn, you can see my banner has what I do, has my image, has my contact info. And then my photo has a very plain background that's catchy. So it's just a yellow background that gets people interested because they see it and they want to talk to me because it's eye-catching. It's immediately different than the other profiles. And I have a tagline, which is pretty solid too, helping agency owners build a $185,000 agency like I did as a kid in my 20s, right? So I definitely recommend something like that. We have some examples here for you as well. Getting Sales Navigator for free. You can do it for free. I'm not affiliated with Sales Navigator, but I do use it. And then creating an Anchor account for free, which is where you host your podcast. Also not affiliated with Anchor, but I just think it's such an amazing thing for you guys to do. The last thing you should set up is instantly.ai. Instantly, I also am not affiliated with, but you should use it for your prospecting. And what I do is I get an alternate email domain, which I recommend everyone do. This is not even like a, a gray hat tactic. Like even the biggest companies in the world have alternate email addresses because you never know if someone accidentally sends like 100,000 emails from your domain. If your main domain is going to go down, then no one can find or email you, which is horrible. So you always want to have alternate domains. This is not even a sales thing. You just need one. So I have a process of how you can make one and how you can get something from Instantly, which is a really cool startup that um, is a crazy good pricing. This is kind of what I'm talking about with the database stuff. Like you can use unlimited email accounts, unlimited email warmups, unlimited or 100,000 emails sent per month um, for $97, which is pretty crazy, right? So I'll show you in this video how you can do it. You can break it down. It's all inside here. So hopefully you guys do it. And then in terms of the day-to-day -day prospecting process that you can do right now to start booking a, shit, a ton of meetings, excuse my French, uh, a bunch of meetings uh, per month, is uh, you can go here and uh, this is our process. Basically what we do is we reach out on multiple channels before finding a winning channel that works because statistically, you're probably gonna have to test multiple until you find one that just absolutely crushes it. And then you zero in on that channel. The good thing about doing the lead magnet strategy that I mentioned earlier is that more often than not, you're gonna get a bunch of yeses. It's just a matter of which channel do you get more yeses from so you can optimize around more of that channel. Um, so cold calling, you want to do about 100 cold calls uh, a day between 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. PST. You can use different tools for that. LinkedIn lead gen, it's very important you follow this process. And I'm LinkedIn is meant to be a place to network and do things effectively um, and to not send out a ton of messages. So what I recommend you do is just send out you know, a decent amount per day, but just keep it low key. And then if you want to engage, it's also recommended that you do so. Um, cold email is something that you can do every day. And then the cool thing is once you have one email address set up from instantly, you can scale that up to 10, 20, 30 emails and just keep it chill. Because one thing I realized is that people try to muscle their way into meetings with people. But if you have a really good offer, you don't need to push so hard. You don't need to send thousands of emails to get one person to respond. You'll get someone to respond with just like 20 emails or 50 emails or something like that. Just keep it, keep it simple. But if it's not get, if you're not getting a direct response, that's successful, that means your campaign's just not doing very well, right? So you wanna find your winning channel. You wanna filter through the leads. So you have to have some sort of filter mechanism, which we have a, filter, a video on how we filter through leads. And then also again, just engaging, making sure that you follow people that haven't responded, and then just making sure that you're, again, taking it easy and having a really good offer. Because at the end of the day, you wanna make sure that you don't wanna overdo it with prospecting. You wanna keep it simple, keep it straightforward, keep it to the point, but don't, don't do, don't do too much. Don't, don't try to uh, hammer people uh, relentlessly. If they've said no already, that's uh, my two cents. Like just have a really good offer. Keep it very succinct. Keep it simple. Think outside the box because the entire market is trying to beat you 
right? At the end of the day, they're trying to do better than you, right? So think about all these things. Um, does anyone have any questions? I'm gonna open it up for questions. I know I went into a lot of stuff there, so uh, feel free to ask. Um, if not, I'm happy to you know, answer a few more or go into a few more things before wrapping up here, but um, I'll leave it open for you guys. Anything, Miles uh, or uh, Justin or Enrique, anything you guys have questions wise at all? Yeah, so man, first of all, wanted to appreciate the, well, thank you for the value that you've been dropping. I literally have been uh, listening to your podcast. And yeah, man, I actually started to, to implement the lead magnets approach to, to my cold email campaigns. And of course, the, the response rate has massively increased. So one of the things that I was super curious to, to hear your thoughts about is that, yeah, I, once I get a reply from one of the different lead magnets that I might be offering, uh, yeah, yeah, for example, I, I use the, well, I do cold email for my plants and well, I actually write some cold email angles as the lead magnets itself. But what yeah. happens is that a lot of people start, okay, they, they go like, yeah, man, send me the angles. I then drop them. But then once I say like, okay, here are the angles. Uh, yeah. Also would love, would love to, to share how I would work these angles to, to the leads that you might be interested in. Right. And you know, like, so, and from there, sometimes people ghost me, et cetera. So I don't know, like, what are some best practices yeah. to actually uh, get them on a call, right? I always look at everything from a scientific perspective. Uh, I'm actually a software developer. So I try to look at it from like a series of tests or like series of problems to be solved. And so um, I would say that the, the problem that you're solving right here is basically uh, obviously the, 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 the conversion rate problem and trying to get them to actually come to a meeting. So the con you want to have a control, right? In any experiment, the control in this situation is I, I would recommend is the podcast thing. Why? Because your response rate is extremely high, pretty much in every industry. Like I've, I've done this for so many people now, you're always going to get people to do it. And in fact, you might find that the podcast is just the best way to get leads period. And you just stick with that. And you don't ever try anything else. But what I've noticed is that the reason I try to get people to do this in terms of their outbound messaging and why I try to get them to get work product when they send it out to people, it doesn't matter what they do or what their industry is. The reason I try to get them to do it is because at the end of the day, this is not just something that ends with the messages you're sending. This is actually something that you want to do before someone works with you in general all the time. So for example, let's say, you know, Enrique, you were, you're selling, like, what do you sell? What's the thing you sell? Yeah. So I do paper call lead generation using cold email and prospecting automations on LinkedIn. Yeah. If you're so sure that it works, right. Then the thing that's in the prospects head though, is look, this guy has probably good testimonials online. He's got good case studies I like the website, but so does all these other people who end up becoming spammy, right? There's really no way for the prospect to know. So yeah. if you could just prove that it works to them, you've reduced all of their fears to zero. They have no fear anymore. In their mind, they're just thinking, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm going to pay him, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why I created stuff like this, like this worksheet, because then you're getting people to convert at a higher rate. So what I would do, first answer to your question, for the podcast, I would... I would use that as your control and say, Hey, am I able to, cause it, cause they're going to come on the show, right? Cause it's free publicity. So they're not going to not meet with you. And then from there you can convert them into the sales call. So I would use that as a control and then see if you can get some of these other ones working direct to get them to convert to a meeting and then try to increase the amount of yeses you can get to convert from the other emails. And then I would also test out multiple uh, types of work products. So I usually recommend five that you can test until you find one that works. So I'd go through that process. And then and again, the second thing is 
use this as part of the sales process. The sales process, if you want to be different, the sales process should be completely different than what every other business does. So instead yeah. of just like, you know, pushing your product on them and going through a pitch deck and going through a proposal, you want to do something completely different and unique, which is I'm just going to start working for you. Like, look, I know you probably are thinking this doesn't work. I'm going to start calling for you right now. And uh, <laughs> once you get a result, like once you get a meeting, then you're going to know. You're going to know it works. Because I actually thought day, about doing it. Uh, so, sorry for interruption, brother, but I actually- No, no, you're good. I mean, you're good. I mean, but that's the thing. That's what all businesses, that's where they're all failing is because everybody is like scared. Like the prospects yeah. are scared of working with them. And then the, the companies are like, well, why are they not closing? Why are they not closing? Well, it's because they don't know if you're going to be like all the other internet companies that just take their money and run. They also don't know if you're even good, right? Um, plus- yeah. This is a way for you to determine if you even want to work with them. Like for instance, I had a company today to talk to who was like, I did this for them and I went through the entire thing. They're like, okay, cool. Let's work together. I'm ready to go. And I was like, look, I just met with you. This is like the first meeting we had. I don't even know if this is going to work for your account. I have to actually see if it's going to work first. So let's have another meeting. I will actually start messaging people for you and we'll see if this is something that can work. Yeah. And now here's the thing. And, and I know I'm kind of going on a rant here, but I think it's, it's some new findings that I'm having. So like, let's say that you talk to someone and then you realize like, this doesn't have any money. Like he's not gonna be able to pay me, right? But he has a lot of connections. What you can yeah. do, and this is something that I've started to use as a growth hack recently, is you can say, look, I know my services are out of budget. I know we've started working for you and I know I've started to get you some results. But what I can do is you can pay me with referrals and video testimonials. If you give me a video testimonial, you'll leave a review on my website and you give me a referral to a company that you know to work with us every single time that we meet, then I'll keep meeting with you and keep doing free work for you, right? And the reason that's cool is because then you talk to less people because you have all these people who are turning into referral partners, right? And you don't yeah. even have to, you don't have to keep meeting all these random new people. Instead, you just get, keep getting referred people. And if you do something like what I'm recommending with this lead workshop document, the really cool thing about that is that you will get more referrals for that because it's actually valuable. Like the reason yeah. no one wants to refer anyone to talk to people who, who do free consultations is because nobody likes a free consultation. I hate going to free consultations. <laughs> they know they're just going to yeah. sell me on something. That's why no one refers people to you because the thing you're doing is like not interesting to them. But if you're like, hey, I'll actually just like start working on your campaign for you right now. Would you not want to tell your friend about that? That's pretty cool. Like... <laughs> Like how, yeah. how often does that actually happen? That doesn't really happen at all, you know? That's kind of the point, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, something that I've been testing out and that has been doing really wonders is actually sending the some cold emails, not to, not to my leads exactly, but asking for partnerships. So what I do is that I easily get meetings for maybe white labeling, et cetera. And I can actually start referring the actual leads in other campaigns to my actual leads to that so that they can white label these other people that i uh, that i yeah. went on a call with before i mean and i was working wonders but i mean it was just really a mess like it was like eight calls yeah. per day and it was just like i mean of course that's a good problem to have but yeah man it was like unsustainable the amount of calls i was having man <laughs> <laughs> i know it's it's really it's really cool when you uh when you really figure it out it's um it's pretty incredible so i think i think that's the key shift I do want to see, I know we still have two other people on. I don't know if I'm happy to keep going into stuff with you, Enrique. So if, if Justin and Miles, you don't have anything you want to talk about, I'll keep riffing on stuff with Enrique, but I'll let you guys listen if you don't have anything at the moment, but um, feel free to just type a question in or ask stuff. So Enrique, 
do you want me to do this workshop with you? I'm happy to give you some feedback and stuff. Uh, sure, man. So my website is actually funscaling.com. What is it? F-U-N? F-U-N, yeah. You know, well, let's skip into the fun part. because I know like the demographic part's pretty forward. But I'll give you the, um, just make sure you pick a good demo. But for the listeners, I know a lot of people care about the scripts. So I'll jump into that for them. Uh, come with a good script and, and do some testing on that. So here you go. Fun scaling lead workshop. We got pulled up here. We're going to skip step one because that's pretty straightforward. Step two in terms of the actual scripting uh, is kind of the meat and potatoes. So what does your current email look like right now? Like, where do you saying that's working? Yeah, man. So I have different angles, right? In the past, I was doing this white label thing, but it was literally unsustainable. Um, yeah. One of the latest ones that, that I've been trying, let me just search it so that I don't, that I actually let you know exactly what I'm using. The first email that I'm sending is uh, hi, first name. Not sure if this might be useful or not, but I have a list of companies actively looking. Okay, this is one that I was uh, doing for uh, for agencies in the app development or, or mobile development space or the industry. Right. So not sure if this is useful or not, but I have a list of companies actively looking for an app development, sorry, for app development service providers. This list was from a client, but they wanted to stop having calls. Uh -huh. uh, notice that you guys are in the industry, in, the, in this industry and are being featured in Clutch. So I decided to reach out. Should I send it to you or someone else? Let me know. Enrique, founder of Unspeed. And then what they're just responding like, please send, right? Yeah, it's like they always go like, um, yeah, send it to me. And then I, I send them, of course, the same list to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and it's actually a, a real list, right? Don't don't I, I right. don't want to, to think that I'm just spamming others, right? It's actually no, 100%. A real. I mentioned Russell Brunson. For anyone who doesn't know who he is, again, he's the CEO of ClickFunnels and probably the most successful bootstrap company in the last like 10 years. It's pretty incredible what they've been able to do. But one thing he, you know, always talks about in his books is um just never having the customer leave right so for instance let's say somebody works with you at $2,500 per month and they work with you for six months it could be for any service on the planet it doesn't even need to be you know a marketing agency but let's say that's what the case if that's what happens then they might churn from that service because of whatever reason but that does not mean they're not a customer anymore right that's the biggest misconception people have that's item churn right the LTV should be measured. It, it should never end. It's just continue going and going and going, which basically means if you give the prospect something and that's like one offer, you should have many other offers after that. As you guys are all on right now, this is my webinar, right? So I have a webinar. And then what I do with my prospects is I'll call them and I'll invite them to the webinar, right? And that's another way to keep them in the loop. It sounds a lot better than saying like, hey, do you have 15 minutes to hear about my sales pitch again? Like no one wants that. You gotta yeah. be sly, right? You gotta like get in in a better way. So what I would recommend you do is give them a reason to reach, like give an, keep coming up with more stuff to get them to come back, right? So if they're not interested in meeting with you after getting the contacts, you know, then maybe you can try upping the ante and try a different kind of work product. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe you invite them to something to come on a webinar. You invite them to the podcast or something. The the goal of the goal of the work product is to do everything possible to get them to just take a meeting with you. Yeah. Literally by saying anything you can figure out that's actually authentic and real. Like it could be something completely random, but you have to figure out something to just yeah. get them on call. Literally yeah. anything.
you know? So something that has been working for me, just so you know, brother, is that, uh, well, I have a not super big, but I have a quite big Facebook group, right? So yeah. what I like doing is actually invite people at the end to the to the actual Facebook group in case they want to. What I say is mastermind to network with other people. So at least they keep in, they stay inside so that they can, uh, let's say, at least be uh, having some sort of connection with me outside of just emails, right? So yeah. I love it. That's that's what I'm talking about. And again, I want you guys to to take away from this that um, every single thing you ever offer anyone is subject to the laws of supply and demand, right? Everything. Yeah. So your free offer is subject to the laws of supply and demand. So they may have enough demand to get it from you, but they may not have enough demand to meet with you because there's not enough. There's maybe too many people offering uh, a free list of contacts potentially. So you have to think about it that way. If it's a Facebook group, you could, you could end up winning by inviting them all to your Facebook group. But if your prospect feels, even if it's not true, if they feel like what you're offering in the Facebook group is the same as something else they've been offered, there's going to inherently be less demand. So you always look at it as like, what does the prospect feel about what I'm telling them? And do they think that what I'm offering them is so different that they don't feel like they've been offered it before. And when you're in a category of one and you're unique, then you don't have to deal with any like, you know, issues because ultimately there's nothing to compare you to, right? So there's demand, there's inherent demand, right? Because the less of something there is, the more people want it usually. It's just like an inherent human emotion. So with the podcast, again, the reason it works is because just everyone listening to this call, either live or you know, watching it later, listening to it later. I want you to think about the last time you were actually invited to come on a podcast. How many times has it been in the last like year? Yeah, yeah. I have a pretty good sized podcast now. I've probably even invited like once a month, even that like, you know, with a bigger podcast, right? Most people it's like once a year or never, right? So there's not a lot of people offering it which is why it's it's working but it will change at some point at some point it won't be as effective but right now it's the easiest way to get past like basically every gatekeeper <laughs> you know yeah 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 sure so, no i really wanted to to appreciate you for 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 the value and for the yeah 100 man i really appreciate you guys and, and just so you guys know again um feel free to jump into that training um has anybody had any issues with that if you're if you're watching this later uh, and for any reason you can't get into the training, just comment below, but feel free to click on here again. It's free, free training, and it's a five-day sequence. So you'll go through a five-day sequence. So feel free to do that. If you guys have any issues on it, just again, comment below on this video and uh, I'm here to help. I think we'll probably wrap up here and unless you guys have anything you want to talk about, but we're going to be doing these every Wednesday at uh, 10 a.m. PST. So for everybody who couldn't make it to this one, feel free to let me know if you have any uh, suggestions of new times. If you guys want to meet at 12 or something, I'm happy to do that. But uh, again, any, any last minute questions here at all, um, feel free to let me know now. If not, I will be looking at the YouTube comments to answer any questions you guys have. So thank you all. Appreciate it.